This week on the Welly Sport Podcast. Oh! Fulham strike, he has got something about him, this lad. And I remember when I drove into Wellington, it was, I was like, wow, this is this is awesome. I can't even remember where that, there was a third interview, but it was, <laughs> I remember just saying, no, this is me. <laughs> Training with guys that were better than you, or older, more experienced, you know, you're learning from them and you, you know, you're developing as you grow. And that's still how I feel, you know, when I'm in the changing and mixing with these guys. You know, you, you watch these guys, how they train, you feed off them, you have conversations and you get tips off them. And that's, I think, the, actually the best way of learning is watching how these guys do it, the guys that have done it on the on the big stage. If you're having tough conversations with coaches and um, tough conversations with yourself, looking yourself in the mirror because, you know, you've been asked these questions and challenged, um, I feel like that's a great way of developing. What was it like to be a part of all the World Cup and everything? Yeah, it was amazing. It was, I mean, and definitely the greatest game that's ever been played. I mean, you couldn't script that. It was just just incredible. When getting selected for that World Cup squad, you know, when I got that call, that was that was honestly a huge, huge, huge relief and something I'm, you know, I was really, really proud of to be involved. I obviously didn't get to play in the World Cup, which was was hard as well. You sort of, you know, you're training, you're building up to play, but then at the same time, you know, you, you've got to be there and willing to provide for those guys, the 11 guys on the field, because, you know, those are the, the most important people on the day. I found myself sitting on that bench there sometimes and just trying to take it all in because it was truly, truly amazing. Welcome to the Welly Sport Podcast, um, where our aim is to provide interesting sports-related conversations with anyone from the world of sport, including old Wellingtonians now involved in sport or other individuals who now work within the world of sport. For this episode, your hosts are me, Mr. Pratt, um, and I'm also pleased to welcome my co-host today, First Eleven Keeper Batter, um, Mac. Mac, would you just want to give the listeners a little bit of info about yourself, um, I guess a bit of your story at Wellington and I guess what you've been up to in, in lockdown? Yeah, nice. So, um, yeah, I'm Mac. I'm upper sixth this year and this would be my third year in the first team. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get any cricket this year. But, um, yeah, cricket's my main sport at Wellington. I play a bit of rugby as well, but missing out on the cricket this year and I've been having a few nets in lockdown with me and dad in the past in the past week or so but yes miss, missing the game I think yeah it's all uh, cr- cricket's a bit of a in a funny space isn't it I don't think we, we we don't really seem to be sort of knowing what's going on when it's coming back or anything like that at the moment but um hopefully in the next next few months we might find something out and um yeah so I guess moving on so you've got you've got myself and, and Mac hosting today and I think we're um we're super lucky today to have um, an old Wellingtonian, um, but someone who's who's gone on and, and is has already achieved a lot um, in the game of cricket, and I'm sure has got more to achieve and has got a, an interesting backstory. Um, uh, and as someone who who I can say has been always been willing to sort of give back to Wellington since his time here. So we've got Tom Curran joining us today on the line. Um, Tom, how are you doing? Good, good, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, all good this side. Thank you. And I guess same question to you, TC, that I, that I just asked Matt. Um, your 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 sort of story, your your background, and and I guess what you've been up to to recently. Yeah, well, I mean, the story, TC. It's a 
I mean, we could dive into it's a pretty pretty long story, but I mean, I guess from sort of starting off at Wellington, yeah, that was well, I mean, time's flown by now. It must be what's that sort of six? No, it's longer now. I think it's almost eight eight years ago when since mm-hmm. I first started when I was sixteen. I'm twenty five now. <laughs> I mean, time. Yeah. So um. Yeah, start, started at Wellington, and I mean, time's flown by since then. I had two amazing years there. Um, you had to put up with me not only just on the cricket field, but uh, <laughs> in the PE lesson, which was my my stronger of the two, I would say, the, the <laughs> academics and the sport, but um, managed to <laughs> managed to play a bit of sport after school. But no, it was brilliant. Yeah, I had an amazing time at Wellington. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it was a very enjoyable two years. And TC, I, I guess just to uh, sort of get in, get into it a little bit because similar background as as we've just um, we've spoken of before we got going between between you and Mac. But your background before coming to Wellington or sort of leading to Wellington. Yeah. So well, I mean, if you want to go so sort of right back to the beginning, obviously, um, grew spent the first five six years of my life in England. So uh, whilst my dad was playing at North Ants, um and the two the two little brothers were still toddlers. <laughs> um, yeah, we spent the first six years of our life, well, of my life here in England, and then moved to Zimbabwe, where my dad was coaching and farming. Uh, moved our life out there and spent um, well the majority of our junior school was there. Um, so did did that in Zimbabwe, and then went when when I was going to high school, ended up going to Hilton College, which was in Durban, South Africa. So. Like Mac was saying, he went to Clifton, which is um, almost a, a feeder school, you could say, uh, to Hilton, which I've actually got a few really good friends who went to Clifton. So um, I've heard some really good things about that. Um, and then, yeah, and then I was, when I was about 15, 16, how it sort of started, I was playing a first-team cricket game for, for Hilton uh, against an Australian touring side. And um, it was my first game as captain of, um, of the first team. So... Going up to that first stop, you know, the boys wanted to win. And as schoolboy cricket is the standard thing, you want to get out there, have a bat, bat big, skip them and 15 overs and off you go. <laughs> um, and I lost the toss. So the boys weren't happy with me. We were in the field. And, um, yeah, try to run in, take a few poles. Luckily, things went my way, bowled, bowled really nicely. And um, their coach was uh, a guy called Ian Gregg, which I'm sure a lot of cricket Cricket lovers will know who he who he is. Obviously, a Surrey legend and um, brothers of Tony, another legend of the game. Yeah. Um, and he spoke to me after the game and sort of mentioned about you know county cricket. Would I be interested? Um, which I I was always I always knew I was coming back to England. I think when I was about oh when I was actually going to high school. Sorry, I came over. Um, I came over to England to go and do a couple of interviews at a couple of high schools to come and you know, move back here and get and get ready to, yeah, we'll take on that next chapter of my life, really, high school. Um, but ended up not coming over. I was, I was, you know, I was 13, 14, just going to high school and to move over to England then by myself. Um, you know, we decided against it at that time. Um, and yeah, a few years later, when, when, when I met up with uh, Ian, uh, things just escalated really quickly from there, really, from that game. I met up then with the Surrey Academy, um, and to be honest, I didn't actually think anything of it when when I spoke to Ian. I I, I really didn't take any any of it in. It was sort of a, a quick chat after a game. Didn't think anything was going to come up uh, come from it. Um, yeah, and the long and short of it, I met up with the Surrey Academy who were touring Cape Town. Uh, went and played a couple of games for them, and um, and then they basically invited me over to come and play a couple of second team games for Surrey. 
Um, and yeah, so I flew over. And this is actually quite funny, actually. When I when I first flew over, um, I landed. I'm, I mean, I, I must have landed, uh, I don't know, in the morning and say the next day, I think I had the first game that I was playing, a second team <laughs> game against Middlesex. Um, and I remember going going to the warm up, and I was, you know, I was still knackered from the flight. I was saying, so warming up to bowl, I was, you know, just just a casual little warm up, half run type thing. Um, anyway, I didn't get a bowl in that game. I think John Lewis probably thought, who's this bloke? Yeah, he, neat. Yeah, he's he's clueless. I'm not giving him a bowl. So I didn't get a bowl that first game, which was the rain affected. And I remember thinking to myself, what is this? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was one of those. Anyway, I went to the next game uh, up in Kent. We were playing against Kent's second team, and they had a couple of couple of good players. I mean, who have gone on to play um, a lot of county cricket. Daniel Bell Drummond was playing. You know, these sort of guys, which I've ended up playing with. Um, so I knew who these guys were, and I and I was excited uh, to play against them. Anyway, so we played, started playing that game. Got to lunch, sort of tea time, and I still hadn't bowled on day one. And now I'm thinking, well, I, I really don't know what's going on here. It, just, I, it was, it was one of the, I was, it was remarkable. My mum had actually come to watch, and I said, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's count down the days, sort of thing. And um, anyway, got thrown the ball after tea, and it was completely different because in South Africa and Zim and stuff, it was all kookaburra balls. So as like now you can see with white ball cricket, the kookaburra ball doesn't do a hell of a lot. Um, to have the Duke's ball in my hand, it was a it was a nice change. It was it was a nice overcast. The the clouds started coming in just after lunch, all set up, and yeah, they nicked a few. Managed to take Pfeiffer in a session there, and the rest is history. Really, I met up with the Surrey first team, carried the drinks there, um, yeah, bowled in the nets to KP. It was the game he he got 234 against uh, Lancashire at at Guildford. Yeah, carried the drinks there, bowled a bit in the nets and. And Alex Stewart then basically offered me a contract and it was, I moved back, what was it? I mean, I think I started at Wellington from the point then, it must have been no longer than three weeks later. It happened say, so quickly, I flew back, yeah. I, I just, Sorry, just, carry on. No, just only jumping in briefly, Tom, I do, I remember that that happened so quickly, didn't it? That whole process from that point onwards. Yeah, it did. Honestly, I, I was, I flew back to Zim. I mean, to South Africa, sorry, literally packed my stuff and flew over to England. I had a few interviews lined up. I remember I went to uh, to Reeds first. I was in the morning, did an interview there, chatted to the headmaster, had a little look around the school, uh, then came over to Wellington. I remember when I drove into Wellington, it was, I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. And I think we spent a few hours there. I met you. I met Franco. Um, we chatted, had a tour of the school, and I don't even, I don't, I don't even, I can't even remember where that. If there was a third interview, but it was. <laughs> I remember just saying, "No, this is me. <laughs> I'm set. Let's let's get things sorted." <laughs> um, and yeah, it was it was it was done. That, that's how it happened, really. And um, yeah, and then I was all set. So that was sort of September time, wasn't it? So end yeah. of the summer. Um, and and yeah then then the first winter came and yeah that was a little shock to the system there those those dark days um yeah and it wasn't made easier when you kept putting me in that saturday detention at patty <laughs> uh, i'm i'm not sure that did, did did it ever get that far i don't i don't think i don't think it ever was was that bad it was probably mr oc or yeah no Mark, to be yeah. honest you 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 guys were all brilliant you guys were all brilliant there was um that was the one one difference I think I noticed was the 
the sort of the feel in terms of the a lot of the teachers at Wellington and the the coaches and stuff were I felt like there was more of a actual relationship with the teachers than than a sort of a teacher hierarchy teacher student thing yeah. or a coach uh, you know um and I love that I mean it's uh, you obviously Franco you guys have sort of gone through the Surrey Surrey system you've gone on to play cricket you know you've been involved in the game and I think that helped that was really that was really cool I enjoyed that uh, aspect to it um and and yeah that helped me definitely that definitely helped me I think um obviously that's you know it's it's good to hear Wellington's role in that I think I think you're generous if you're comparing anything to do with my cricket career compared to what you've managed to achieve in the game so far I think is a is um yeah is very generous but um uh, let, let's not let's not dig too much into the next part of if, of that pathway for you because we'll probably get into it as, as we get chatting and I know Max got some questions on sort of what led on after after Wellington and and sort of Surrey and then obviously what you've achieved more recently with, with the England side and and that kind of that kind of part of your career um yeah Mac, just just to come to you at this point, sort of obviously Tom's background there, moving from South Africa to to the UK, um, sort of heard a bit about that. Um, your the process you went to. You remind me, you joined Wellington in what year? So I joined after the first term in third form. Yeah. Um, well, so I grew up in England because whole family's English, and then moved out to South Africa when I was six years old for dad was over there coaching a bit of rugby um and we ended up staying there for nine years instead of the two that was planned um <laughs> and then when we came back it was well dad knew mr Dahl, the current headmaster from when he did some rugby coaching at brighton college so that's how i ended up getting an interview after playing a tour game against eagle house the year before and um about two months later i was starting in my first term at the hill so it was a quick change around but one of the decisions I've ever made. Uh, yeah, and, and I guess like the, the same process, isn't it? For the the rest is the rest is now history. But it, it kind of I, I seem to remember having some conversations when that process happened, Mac. And it, again, it it just all all seemed to happen quite quickly, didn't it? Yeah, it was good, and I was obviously lucky enough, thanks to you, straight away in the first time I was down doing all the training sessions and got to train a little bit with Sam. And a couple of occasions he was actually at the school. And not with the sorry first team at the time. Um, but yeah, that was a great experience coming over as a 13-year-old training with Sam, who's obviously at that stage played for the sorry first team, taken fivers and everything. And it was a, a, a really good experience and really challenging, which I think has really helped make, make me the cricketer I am today, playing with players at a much higher level. You have to adapt really quickly. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I can see Tom nodding. I know Tom will tell us that Sam's only as good as what what Tom's been able to to teach him over the years. What he's what he's learned from his big brother in the nets and all that kind of stuff. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Fortunately, <laughs> never got the opportunity. I was a bit too late to do anything with Tom, but I'm sure it's a different you level. Didn't, you didn't you didn't miss much of my performances <laughs> at Wellington anyway. There's not too much to write home about. <laughs> Before I sort of pass to to Matt for some some questions of your sort of the recent career path, Tom, um, just, just a bit of fun. Now, I, I'm not sure how many of these you're going to remember, Tom. In terms of a bit, we'll play a bit of word association, um, and, and, I, and I'll ask I'll ask Mac afterwards. I I definitely know a couple of these. I'm sure you didn't take part in TC, but I'll, I'll see what your thoughts are on them anyway. Okay, so okay, okay. The the first one. Um, 
this now this one I think you were involved in at some point but if you had to pick between detention or fatigues which are you picking if you remember back to what those were at Wellington fatigues do you remember what fatigues were no what are fatigues again I forgot I can't remember fatigue what is that Mac do you want to try and explain that one um yeah in, in short terms fatigues is basically for however many days you set it it's a 7 a.m wake up in school uniform call over at uh, Oof, okay. I, I'm, I'm already going for the old uh, detention. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's cool <laughs> I don't uniform. think I got that. I don't. No, I definitely didn't get that. Actually, oh uh, no, don't think I got that one. It's an easy one for me. Definitely detention. Yeah, take, take, just take detention because that's usually in the evenings, isn't it? Yeah, in the afternoons or so. Detention came up a couple of weeks ago when I had uh, we had Jack Davis and and Shoffy on, and I, and I think they both went for detention as well. Um, next yeah. one, we, we, you've got to have a choice, and and the choice is turf or big side. Easy question. Oh yeah, that's easy, isn't it? Uh, can't go wrong. What, a, not what a setting! What a ground! No, that's school. We hope, hopefully, we're having a few few people following that will probably have the cricket background. I suspect that's the right answer as well at this point in time. Next, next one. Now, this this one, I'm not sure if you if you took part in any of these, Tom Keesty. I don't know for you either if you've if you ever had a crack at either of these. But you got the Bowie Run. Tom, can you remember what that one yeah. is? So yeah, yeah, that's sort of top of the school there. You run down. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I remember just one that. Just one making back up, or, or Pink Pav yeah. Dash, which is the one sort of running around the entire perimeter of turf. So if you had to choose between the Bowie Run or Pink Pav Dash? Oof, I think I'm going the, the Bowie, what is it, the Bowie Run? How do you say yeah, that? Bowie Bowie, run, yeah, Bowie yeah. Run. Yeah, 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 I'm going for that, I think, shorter. <laughs> give, sure. it all for, give it all a quick burst and then, yeah, rather than that long, slow grind. <laughs> yeah, I think I prefer the first one. I remember watching that, actually. That got super competitive, didn't it? Yeah, she says, and taking a few people out at the start <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Mac, if if you had to choose, which one are you going for? Are you you're in a group? Yeah, it's probably the same for me. The Bowery Run. I haven't actually done that one, but I did the Pink Pav Dash one year, and it wasn't pleasant. About <laughs> seven hundred meter sprint all around, going as quick as you can, and that wasn't. Oh pleasant. no, yeah, no, that's. It, it always makes me laugh when you kind of bring these questions up because Tom, you, you all now have experienced bowling like long spells and things like that, and and obviously kind of uh, are happy doing it. I use the word happy. I, I would yeah. have happy doing it, but you do it, and, and <laughs> used to sort of keeping for for a sort of a, a full fifty overs and longer as well. But um, kind of, I guess more bearable when it when it's cricket. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think when you're bowling in, like you say, those long spells, you almost get in a rhythm, don't you? You're in a contest, um, you know, you're in a battle and your adrenaline's getting you through. You don't, you're in, I don't know. Yeah, if you, it's a different type of fitness, definitely. That sort of running is, or, you know, if you're doing a long bike or something that you get, you're going to get tired and mentally fatigued. It's, it's different. I think when you're in battle, you know, it's completely different. Yeah. So definitely take those long spells over, okay, over that. <laughs> last, last one on these, um, and because you're in the Harding, I know I know you'll have definitely uh, experienced one of them, and I can't remember whether or not you did the other. But house song or midnight carols? Oh, I reckon I'm gonna go midnight carols. I reckon go everyone midnight. gets involved. Everyone gets involved there, don't they? I think I can't even remember doing the house house song Harding. Yeah, we had. I seem to remember one year. I can't remember if it, if it was you or your brother, but I think you were away for something. So I, I, I do wonder if you if you did ever 
if you did take part. Yeah, it doesn't actually. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, we had such a multicultural house. My my year, the Harding. I mean, you guys know, but a lot of people listening may not. It's we had. I mean, we had three French guys, couple of Germans, couple of guys from China. I mean, it was yeah, multicultural setting and that and it was yeah it was amazing it was such a such a contrast of of you know personalities people from different places interested in different things and somehow it worked it was amazing couple of years really yeah you had mr oc gluing it all together didn't you oh one of the great men one of the great men honestly my first i think my first six months when i was when i was just settling in i wasn't so sure (laughs) <laughs> but looking back honestly he was he was so so good to me he looked after me um and you can see why he's been so, so successful and loved by so many that have had the honor of being in his house he is honestly one of the great men and um had a nice catch up with him actually for the first time uh, at the wellington dinner at lords it was the first time i would seen him in a good couple of years really yeah. um hasn't changed hasn't <laughs> changed what a what a man <laughs> I think I think he's been I think he's been following quite carefully uh, Mark Church's garden test matches on Twitter recently. So <laughs> I think he's become a lover of that. So if any, I don't know if any of the listeners have, have probably seen that. I suspect a few of the cricketers uh, cricketers out there have. But if you are interested, I, th- I think they're worth a watch to pass pass a few hours anyway watching those. Um, Keith, Mac, if you house song or, or midnight carols, Mac, I, I asked that because you you obviously had a starring role this year in in the Hills House song, be it having a little solo there. So yeah, don't dif- need to talk <laughs> too much, but um, I think it would actually have to be house singing for me. I think the the preparations building up to the big night with the whole school there is quite a nerve wracking experience, especially for me this year. But um, no, it's, it's extremely enjoyable, and I think the weeks weeks on weeks practicing it is quite quite a good good exercise to bring everyone a bit closer across the house and it's also an extremely enjoyable night do you know what i think i actually remember now the house that when you said the house song is that what's performed in the in the theater down there yeah oh yeah in the oh, in the big hall in front of the yeah, whole school you, oh that was that? unbelievable yeah we did one actually we what did we do? We did some, yeah, I remember it. It was the, I mean, the choreography taking place and the, the <laughs> late night sessions, the people calling the shots, you know, if you were late, there was big trouble. That was, yeah, the, those are great memories, actually. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, um, let, let's, let's move on. So I ho- hopefully listeners that uh, have got a bit of a, a feel for, for sort of Mac, your your background. Obviously, I suspect a lot of the current Wellingtonians will, will obviously be aware of uh, of your background and and hopefully learn a bit about a bit about your your experiences of uh, of Wellington and and recent exploits, Tom. Um, so yeah, we we'll, we we can move into sort of the, the the next section if you like. Well, Tom, looking at the World Cup recently, obviously a great moment for English history and one of the one of, if not the greatest ending of all time in a cricket game. Uh, what was it like? What was it like to be a part of all the World Cup and everything? Yeah, it was amazing. It was, I mean, and definitely the greatest game that's ever been played. I mean, you couldn't script that. It was just, just incredible. But um, I mean, going back, sort of, I mean, not even a few months. It was taking over over a year. Sort of that period where I first broke into the England side. I mean, I can remember from my first team meetings when I first broke into the England side, 
you know, Morgs and the coaches were talking about this build-up, four-year build-up to that 50 World Cup, 50 over World Cup, sorry. Um, so it wasn't just, a, you know, an overnight sort of, or a few months build-up. It was the whole, you know, planning, training, squad selection, if you like. I mean, that it was all sort of building up to that. So fast-forwarding from when I first sort of made my debut and that month, two months build-up to before the World Cup, getting selected um the world cup squad getting selected that was that was really hectic that was that was sort of i mean the competition for places was when Jofra obviously broke onto the scene and um there was a group of five or six of us but five bowlers that were sort of Jofra was coming in really you know he's a world-class act and someone knew they were missing out basically um so you can imagine i mean we had a tour to west indies and the competition for places there boys were training it was i almost felt a sort of step up in in the group there was a, a clear the the training was just you know guys were doing extras after training heavy running sessions i mean you know not not taking the bus back just to say running back from training you know guys really stepped it up um, and then that sort of carried back in the start of our summer. Pakistan came to tour, and we had a few ODIs against them. And that was the last series before the World Cup was uh, World Cup squad was selected. And and that was you know that was a nervy sort of stressful time to be honest. You you you've been a part of this group for for a few years, or I'd been a part of the group for a few years. Some guys longer. Um, and yeah, it was. It was a horrible, not horrible, it was, you know, it was great for the team, I guess, and um, for England fans, because there were no stones being left unturned. But for us, for the guys that were in the competition for places, it was, um, yeah, it was pretty stressful. So when when getting selected for that World Cup squad, you know, when I got that call, that was that was honestly a huge, huge, huge relief and something I'm, you know, I was really, really proud of to be involved in the World Cup <coughs> squad. Um, and then, yeah, the World Cup started and, um, yeah, I mean, what a summer it was. I obviously didn't get to play in the World Cup, which was was hard as well. <clears throat> I mean, you you sort of, you know, you're training, you're building up to play. Um, but then at the same time, you know, you, you've got to be there and willing to provide for those guys, the 11 guys on the field, because, the, you know, those are the, the most important people on the day. Um, so, you know, you got, you try to go above and beyond, try and enjoy it. But, um, yeah, the, I mean... You, you want to be playing as sportsman you want to be playing so um that was challenging at times but then i think you know when it got to the the last few games and um you know the semi-finals that sort of time period you know that game against india to edge baston you know you i found myself sitting on the bench there sometimes and just trying to take it all in because it was truly truly amazing the crowds were unbelievable. I mean, going to the uh, the games, you know, all over the streets um, the, at the games, people are going mad and staying above and beyond. The game finishes people there. It was just truly amazing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, obviously that final was just another level. <laughs> it was a truly, truly amazing day. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the memories yeah, will last forever. Yeah, so um, what were the preparations like, obviously, just before the tournament and Obviously, being in the squad but not playing, your role, your role in the build-up to each game, and particularly in build-up to the final. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the preparation, like I said before, leading up. I mean, the preparation ever since I've been involved in in the in the England squads has been up there. You know, it's 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 second to none, really, or environments that I've been in anyway. But like I said before, that sort of build-up, I did definitely feel a little 
you know, a little crank up on the volume there. The boys were really just stepped it up a gear. Um, and in terms of the games, I think, you know, so, I mean, the average sort of build up to a game, say we're playing a game on the Saturday, um, we probably have a, a heavy, a good solid training session um, on the Thursday, a lighter training session on the Friday. So, you know, the boys will just be topping up their skills um, you know, bowlers might have a bowl in the middle, just have a feel for the ground with obviously all the different grounds having certain factors that are, you know, a little bit different. There's some pitches you, you know, have a little up ramp to where you bowl, like turf, um, <laughs> so, you know, things like things like that. You just, um, yeah, so for, for me, that's, I mean, I'd be obviously cracking on, trying to prepare as if I was playing as well, but at the same time, you know, just giving a helping hand, trying to help the boys out. Um, but yeah, preparing to, to play as well, really, um, and then yeah, when the game starts, it's um, it's yeah, mixing the drinks and running around the field, pretty much. <laughs> nice, T- well. TC, I can't, I can't believe you, uh, you ever ran up the hill on tur- at turf, did you? I can't remember who who's run- who was running in from the other end with you. I can't remember now. Surely, well, I think it's running uphill from both ends. That's what I remember. <laughs> it is a little bit a little on, little on the approach, yeah. Nah, there was. I just remember there was just the little nah, but it's a beautiful ground. It was pretty flat. There wasn't that much of a hill. It was just a little, it's like little the up little speed bump just before the popping <laughs> crease. Yeah. Um, no, but what a what a ground. I remember. Yeah, she's got some good memories there. In terms of your future ambitions, TC, what would what would be your future ambitions in say the next four years? Maybe in, in Ashes or maybe going back to back on the World Cup. It's a tough. It's a tough question, really, because not. I mean, you can, and almost we can go into the conversation of the red and white ball because I feel like that sort of actually is. It's sort of guided into that question, really, because now with the. I mean, especially in the last year, the amount of white ball cricket that I played, um, obviously the World Cup before that, then in the winters I've been playing in the leagues where it's it's all white ball cricket. I actually haven't played a red ball game in so long. Um, I mean, over a year since I played my last Red Bull game. So to try and get back in the test side, which is a huge ambition of mine, um, is is actually quite hard. Um, so it's, yeah, it's about, in terms of actual setting goals, it's quite hard to actually pick one because obviously now with, there's a T20 World Cup supposed to be going ahead in October. And then back to back, there's a T20 World Cup next year again. So that's sort of hard to look past, you know, white ball, white ball stuff for that. So obviously got huge huge goals in the white ball stuff to try and, you know, cement my place in that team um, <clears throat> and be one of the first bowlers on the team sheet in the white ball stuff. Um, and then going on to the red ball stuff, when I do get my chance um, to play red ball cricket back at Surrey to, yeah, try and put performances and try and get back in the in the test stuff. Um, because, yeah, I mean, the dream is ideally to be playing all three formats for England. That's the ultimate goal. Um, and then, yeah, doing well. And then obviously you can pick out certain things like the World Cup, like you mentioned there, or an Ashes series. But I think first and foremost, it's about getting in the test side again and cementing my place in the white ball sides permanently. TC, obviously that, that looking at that white ball stuff and the 2020 cricket, obviously IPL this year, like you you should have been out there at that. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess, like you know, what I guess what's that been like as an experience? Obviously it's a... As a cricket fan, you watch on TV and it and it looks amazing. But I presume, as sort of as a as a player, it's probably been an, an amazing learning experience for you as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I did. So I did my first IPL two years ago. Um, so I didn't go last year. The year before, I did my first IPL. 
Um, and I was on the back of a really, really long winter. It was my first real taste of a proper winter away. Um, I went away in October, start of October, on the Ashes tour to Australia. Um, didn't play the first few test matches, so um, was there just like, like I said, there carrying the drinks. And carrying the drinks in one-day cricket is, is hard, but I think test stuff steps it up a notch as well. <laughs> it's those long days, you're nodding off after a big year. <laughs> so obviously went away, went away, did that first winter, and then we had... Um, you know, triangular series, T20s against Australia and New Zealand. Um, sorry, before that, we had ODIs then against Australia, then five ODIs in New Zealand. Um, and then I came back and I was I was cooked, really. I was that first real crack at a full, full-on winter. Yeah. Um, and then I went to India straight after that. Um, and things didn't go as well as I would have liked there. It was, you know, it was, it's a step up in in everything when you get there. It is an amazing, amazing place to go and play cricket and uh, and play and experience. I mean, the the stadiums are just full. I mean, cricket there is a religion. They they honestly worship it. It's, it's, it's nothing like I'd ever experienced. When you're out there playing, a lot of the time you can honestly not hear. If I'm standing a meter away from yeah. you trying to have a conversation, you honestly can't, can't hear a lot of the time. You have to really shout um, so that poses as challenges, but in terms of an experience, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, but yeah, my experience there didn't go as well as I would have liked in terms of the playing. Um, so I didn't go back. I didn't go back in the auction last year. Uh, I just thought with the you know the World Cup build up, and that was sort of my prime focus to try and make sure I am in that World Cup squad. Um, but then yeah, went back in the auction uh, this year, managed to get picked up. So I would have been in uh, in Rajasthan with. Stokesy, Jofra, Joss, which is something I was really looking forward to. It looked like a really, really nice bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, the local Indians there alongside the English guys. So unfortunately, yeah, we, we're not going to be there. Well, we're supposed to, I think it actually would have been close to being finished by now, yeah. actually, um, yes. which is oh, just crazy yeah. to think. Yeah, time's just flown, but I don't know if and when that'll happen. Um, but yeah, in terms of an experience for, I mean, even as a fan going there, I mean, I had my family come out when I was out there and just watching is, it's, it's hard to explain. It's truly, yeah. truly amazing. It's like watching a Champions League game, um, you know, but cricket, it's, cricket you know yeah. what I mean? Like a Champions League, big Champions League game with the fans just constantly, that constant, you know, when you play a game at, at Lords or the Oval, or, you know, these grounds, they, or they almost have that constant hum playing cricket yeah. in England. It has that, there's that constant hum. And then as the day goes on, when the beers start sinking in, <laughs> it gets turned up a bit, you know, and the crowd starts getting a bit more involved. But there, from ball one, it's just constant. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a truly amazing experience. As, and as a fan, if, if you could get out there, um, yeah, I'd definitely recommend getting out there for a few games if you could. Yeah, I was lucky enough to I was lucky enough to um see a few IPL games when they had a year in South Africa. They played the whole IPL in South Africa when I was there. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was lucky that. enough to get down to a few games there, and even even there, because especially in Durban, it's got a big Indian population. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. I like actually, I actually went to a game then there as well. I remember that years and years ago. That was when the uh, actually, I mean, crazy. That's I actually only realised it. I mean, not long ago was it was because of the the bombs, wasn't it? The yes. the Mumbai attacks, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was probably a bit young then to really comprehend it, but yeah, it's crazy, crazy times. But um, yeah, what a tournament. 
And TC on the um, on that sort of white ball stuff. Obviously, now you've kind of sort of I'm going to use the word settled with um, out in Australia with uh, in Sydney. Um, again, that that's obviously quite a, quite a cool. I think I'm right in saying that you've got quite I think a five year deal. Is that is that right? Are you probably be able to? Yeah. Well, that? yeah. So um, no, so I originally signed just a one year deal. Um, so my first season was so not this previous, not this Christmas, just gone that sort of period the year before, um, and yeah, mid midway through that season, I signed a three year extension. So yeah. I've got yeah, so four years in total, two to go, um, and yeah, going back this year as defending champs, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but oh yeah, I absolutely love my time there. It's it was a yeah a tournament I'd wanted to be a part of for a couple of years i mean it's great viewing on tv so as a as a cricket <laughs> fan you know you're watching that you want to be a part of it um i think the year before that so the year actually that i ended up uh, going i got called up to that ashes tour late actually um i had signed to go and play in hobart so yeah. for the hobart hurricanes um and then obviously didn't end up going and then ended up in sydney which yeah, i think it's safe to say uh, got a got a better draw there <laughs> yeah. um no but it is it's an amazing amazing tournament and yeah playing for the sydney Sixers, i absolutely loved it i mean it's a great bunch of guys the setup and the lifestyle there in sydney is great you know it's a it's a real morning place being there everyone's up early it's and it just gives you that good vibe um, and i loved it so yeah that was a, a great great tournament last year and looking forward to going back Nice, and um, and and I guess looking looking at what you're up to now, Tom, what what what's what is what's what's going on? What's what's training yeah. for you? Well, what's... I mean, yeah, it's 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 been crazy to be honest. <laughs> it's like I said when I so we got back from uh, South Africa when we had the tour there, the T20s. When was that? Sort of beginning of March time, or yeah. it was around about then, really. And I think I had a, a month at home uh, before before going to India. Um, and yeah, it just basically when everything sort of started escalating, it just when it got delayed and, and so on. I mean, it was everything was just up in the air, wasn't it? No one really knew what was going on. And yeah, um, yeah I basically just set set up camp at home, got a got a got a little setup in, in one of the rooms in my apartment. I've sort of turned it into a bit of a gym. So I've got a bike in there, some weights, kettlebells, um, got a heater in there. So I crank that up and get a little sweat on in there um but it's actually been really nice to spend some time at home to be honest um the wind you know you play the whole summer here and you know what the english summer's like it's yeah. sort of one game to the next and you're on the move the whole time and this winter um because last summer with i didn't play a hell of a lot in the summer with the world cup and then got injured when i did come back to play for surrey i thought i wanted to just get out and play this winter so i did the whole winter um away and it was actually nice to you to come back and I, I was actually looking forward to having a bit of a break so i mean as as horrible as this is and as as much of a disaster it is in so many different ways this pandemic it's actually for me personally felt felt like a nice little break to be honest of you you know i managed to get a good little block of training in um because like you know when you're constantly playing game after game so yeah. it's all about preparation really and maintenance so you know, you're sort of doing gym sessions to prepare for the next game and maintain a certain level rather than making physical gains yeah. and making progress in a big sort of training block like we used to do in the winters <laughs> at Wellington there, <laughs> which and is actually something I, I really enjoy, that training side of it, the, you yeah. know, the getting physically fit and 
not necessarily just constantly bowling and batting that sort of thing. I actually enjoy the other side of it, you know, the the different types of uh, training. So I enjoy that. So it's been nice to dive into that and get involved in that uh, during this period, really. Nice. But there, sorry, yeah, and then just cracking on with that, really. No one yeah. really knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's, yeah. Um, it's all up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, it's all up in the air, really. I think start of start of July is when the, the previous date has been sort of where it's pushed back to where they're planning things for. But, yeah, I mean, it's no one really knows what's going on. So for me, it's just about, you know, preparing as well as I can in terms of a physical um, physical shape, keeping in good physical shape and uh, keeping the movements going, you know, throwing, if, even if it's the tennis ball, you know, in the park for the dog type thing or bowling into, you know, in the thing. Yeah, I think this this week I'm, I might have a little bowl. There's a, I've seen an Astro there in Battersea Park. So I'll have a little bowl and run and get the ball just to get the body going again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's just taking each day as it comes really, making do, trying to stay in a positive mental headspace. Um, try to stay physically fit and yeah just take each day as it comes one little question for you uh T- tc who's the best player you've played with and against obviously you've played against some some of the current greats yeah right let's have a little think about that okay so played with i'm probably going to go with joss joss butler do you know why because he can do things that i think very very few people in the world can do he can change that game and take a game away from you in a heartbeat he's yeah. i mean some of the knocks i've seen him play he played a knock in west indies where i was i was honestly watching the ball was going like my four iron just you know <laughs> power fade into the top tier <laughs> um but yeah no he he's a freak he was he's i believe one one of the one of the hard workers you know he's a seriously hard trainer great guy um so i'm going to go with him um, especially from an English side. I mean, A.B. de Villiers isn't too bad as well. I played with him in the, <laughs> in the, um, when I played in this winter in this uh, South African league that I went to play in. Um, yeah, he, he was unbelievable just watching him as well. But it's, it's, part of, it's part of the beauty of it. Like, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, how, you know, training with guys that were better than you or older, more experienced, you know, you're learning from them and you, you know, you're developing as you grow. And that's still how I feel, you know, when I'm in the changing and mixing with these guys, you know, you, you watch these guys, how they train, you feed, you feed off them, you have conversations and, you know, you get tips off them. And that's, I think the, actually the best way of learning is watching how these guys do it. The guys that have done it on the, on the big stage for, for, you know, years. Who would be the player you've played against that you've tried to learn the most from? Uh, played against, yeah. I'm trying to have a think. I mean, the the hardest guys that I've played against would obviously be the batters, really. So, like Steve Smith and the Ashes, there. That was just just horrible to bowl to. I mean, you didn't really know, especially the games that I played. I felt like I just had nowhere to go. <laughs> um, I think he, that, yeah, that's what's was... incredible about him, isn't it? That like it literally seems what whatever people have tried, sort of take take out that you know obviously really scary incident at at Lords, yeah, and uh, when Joffre was was clearly bowling uh, yeah. very quickly. Like that's probably the only time on on that I can think of off the top of my head at the moment where where Steve Smith yeah. like he's ever struggled. I mean, a phenomenal individual, and obviously with his own unique method of doing it. it must as a bowler when you're stood at the end of your runner 
up and you know you guys will talk about plans and field settings and ideas like it, it must just be relentless when you're kind of going through those plans and thinking right what's plan b what's plan c what's plan d um, yeah i mean and the, the test stuff when i when i when i played there that was that was tough because test match you know there's I think one day cricket can come up with plans and, you know, on, on any day, sort of even the, the world's the world's greatest can, you know, chase one because they're trying to play attacking. Whereas a test match yeah. when you've got five days to bat on a flat wicket, I think that's that's tough. If the ball's not moving around or there's not a bit of bounce in the wicket, which there wasn't when I when I bowled to him, <laughs> yeah, are you just you just hoping he well, how I got him out really <laughs> has a has a filthy hack at a wide one and then cleans him up. And then Tom. give it, give it big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, and and moving on, go on. So um, obviously, both of you, I could ask this question of you and Mac, and I'm I'm sure you'd you, you'd say me, or you'd say Mr. Franklin, or something like that. But you don't you don't have to say me. But if you had to pick um, a best coach since you've sort of since you've left Wellington, let's say, so I'll, I'll sort of take myself out of the running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, Fair just enough. So not, just so it's not awkward. Um, <laughs> but if you had to sort of pick a, a best coach, you've obviously worked with, you know, some some real greats of the game. Like I, someone I really admire and, and watched a lot in terms of his behaviour and how he speaks, Trevor Bayliss, I think has been, you know, an amazing um, sort of asset to English cricket and still is an asset to English cricket. Um, but your experience is yeah. there best coach yeah no I, I likewise I've had some really really good coaches been really lucky sort of when I first started at Surrey um one of my first couple of years Graham Ford came in and was was made head coach he was great he was he had a really really uh you know nice nice way about going about his business and I think that that helped me ease my way into the first team as well um you know he made it really easy for me but he did push me as well and um yeah, I got on really well with Forty, so he was good. And then, I mean, at Surrey, I've had some great coaches as well come in after that. Div has been great, obviously winning the championship there. Um, but I think the the one coach that I think has been was really really good was was Andy Flower, and I really enjoyed working with was Andy Flower. Yeah. Um, he he was sort of in charge of the Lions programs, which I did two full winters with the Lions um, in Dubai and Sri Lanka, which was sort of full on training schedules. Um, you know, three month blocks where you had a month of training and then went to Dubai prepared and then did a month tour in uh, Sri Lanka or so on. Um, and he was really good. I I, lo- I loved the way he went about it. And, and yeah, he helped me a lot um, on those tours. So I think he would definitely be up there. Um, and and if, you, if you had to sort of like pick into sort of his, because obviously, yeah, I, you, the way people speak about flowers, yeah. you know, an amazing playing career himself and seems like a super intelligent guy. And I think yeah. you, you hear a lot of sort of players talk really highly of him. That if, if there is any sort of specific characteristics you think from a, a coach yeah. that really set him apart. I mean, I, I, I got on, I mean, I obviously had known of him from a, a you know, a younger age as well. Yeah. You, you, so when you go there you, and he's talking about batting and that sort of thing, that's, that's, that's just a given, you know, in terms of the technical stuff, guys that are coaching at, at that level generally all have a you know a great great knowledge of the game and yeah. you know technical advice but i think it's about delivering it and conversations and um the way he andy was as a person um and just say it how it is basically you know if he he'd not would not be afraid to you know pull you up and give you a bit of bit of trouble if you you know done this wrong or question you here yeah. Um, and I just I enjoyed that, you know. I think that's how you you know if you're having tough conversations with coaches and 
um, tough conversations with yourself, looking yourself in the mirror because, you know, you've been asked these questions and challenged. Um, I feel like that's a great way of developing. And in those years of the Lions tours, which I feel like, you know, I had the most development as a player and the most growth as a as a player, as I stepped up those, um, you know, playing levels, I, he helped me a lot. And the way he delivered his messages, um, you know, the way he got the group working together, because, you know, on those Lions tours, it's a, it's a, it's a strange environment really, because it's, you're a team, but at the same time, you know, it's a mixture of 15, 16 guys, all from around different counties, all at a similar standard, all trying to break into the England side. Yeah. So you're kind of competing as well. Um, and I felt like when I was there, the environment that was created was a really good one. Um, and I think he had a, he had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of credit to take from that. All that, sorry. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, he, as I say, he's spoken of so high. It's, it's, it's interesting sort of, and, and been really successful in different areas, hasn't he as well? Um, so moving tact a little bit, Mac, I'll, I'll come to you. I'll, I'll ask first and then I'll, and I'll go to Tom sort of, you've, you've both moved from, South Africa to the UK, which uh, presents its challenges. Something that I've never sort of experienced that overseas move, particularly as a as a young person trying to make your make your way and things like that. If there was the biggest challenge in that process, Mac, for you, um, I think the biggest challenge for me, especially well as a batsman, was adapting like the way the different style of pitches in South Africa compared to here. I struggled early on when I moved back here as a 13 year old, the pitch is being a lot slower and obviously playing in overcast conditions a lot more. So there's a little bit more in it for the bowlers and that red Duke's ball, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The red Duke's ball and maybe a bit of rain the night before and the ball sticking <laughs> in the wicket a bit. It, um, it definitely presents its challenges a bit more than it did in South Africa as a batsman. I was used to playing on some, some pretty flat decks out there in the, in the baking hot sunshine. But um, yeah, so just adapting to different ways to play, and but then again, that's made. I think that's made me a better player and learning to be adaptable. And because obviously, you will still get a flat wicket here, and then the next week you might get one that's not as not as well prepared, or it's been a little bit wet during the week, and you've got to play different ways in different circumstances and find a way to get runs in all of them. Yeah. And, and Tom, uh, same same question to you. Obviously, you sort of spoke earlier about that, the background of, of moving from moving to South Africa, and obviously you'd experienced probably a, a transition with a move from schooling in, in Zimbabwe before getting to, to Hilton, but then moving from South Africa to the UK. Yeah. Sort of the unique challenges that, that that whole process posed posed to you. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the first thing that jumps to mind, like I said, I came back end of the summer it was that it was the start of the winter really so that was the first challenge I had was that first English winter experience you know the the you going to waking up and going to class when it's dark and leaving when it's dark and the wet and this like that that to be honest was the was a new a new experience for me which I found quite tough at the start um and then in terms of the cricket I think well, with the ball, it was just amazing because all of a sudden the ball was just swinging. And like like Max said, you know, you're playing on a few green seamers and um, I found that really enjoyable. You know, some of the net sessions, I remember going up to Surrey um, as a youngster, you know, if you're training on flat wickets and the batters are whacking you everywhere, it's not as nice when you're turning up on a few underprepared green ones and you're just nipping it both ways, peppering these experienced professionals on the inner thigh rather than just getting <laughs> smacked everywhere 
Um, so that was fun with the bat and then the complete opposite with the ball, similar, I mean, sorry, with the ball and then the complete opposite with the bat. Yeah. Um, because it was, yeah, it's just completely different, especially in red ball cricket with the ball moving around. Um, I mean, the, the technique is just, you can't, you know, it's just completely different. You can't be going as hard at the ball. And I struggled, um, I struggled with that in red ball cricket and the champo stuff with my batting. Um, and still something I'm actually working on massively. Um, but yeah, the ball was good. <laughs> yeah, those days. So certainly, uh, the the overcast and the the underfoot conditions can can be favourable, can't they? To the or more favourable to the bowlers over here, I suspect. Um, be- before I pass back to Mac and look at some of the stuffs, kind of um, uh, Wellington wise. Um, one sort of final question for me on on Wellington Times, Tom. And if you were to look back and think, um, I always think it's it's you know it's nice for for Wellington that you kind of reflect really positively on your time here, and and hopefully sort of um, we played a role in sort of helping you develop as a as a young person and and as a cricketer and all of that. But do, is there anything you look back and you kind of kind of regret not not being able to get involved in as much at school because obviously I, I mean I can remember your time here where you were sort of off evenings training and then traveling up to up to the oval to train and and bits and pieces like that so is there anything sort of if you looked back that you regret missing out on or anything like that um do you know what I actually don't really have any regrets honestly I I I remember like you said those that was all such a new experience for me and it wasn't really I mean it was a new experience for Wellington really as well wasn't it we've spoken about it uh since but sort of you know being allowed to have my car into school and then nipping out when everyone else was in you know, doing doing homework and stuff, and I'll go and do Monday, Wednesday training at Surrey. That was all a new experience for me as well. And that first year after, you know, spending a full year in my first year doing AS levels at Wellington and then playing that first summer with, with Surrey, that coming coming back, I mean, Prati, you remember it, that coming back for my last year was was hard. That was that was hard sort of coming from that and then going back to studying and back and forth. Um, and, you know, I pushed, I pushed through that. I pushed through that sort of the urge, you know, there was a bit of white noise about, um, sort of, you know, was, should I, do I need to go back and do my last year type thing? And, you know, back then you, you didn't know, you know, I could have had maybe one good season and then just the wheels come off type thing. So I'm really, really pleased that I pushed through, um, finished school, um, you know, got, got my A-levels and, and had a really enjoyable second year at Wellington it was honestly I, I look back at Wellington I've, I've only got really 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 good memories um so yeah thankfully I, I can't can't tell you that I have many regrets no obvious regrets well that's yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> maybe actually not not behave I will I regret behaving so well in your classes I could <laughs> really I could have really caused some troubles there right. <laughs> If that was you behaving well in my classes, then I'm worried. <laughs> we had a great class there, actually. Oh, you did well. You did well, Pratty. Yeah, never got the pleasure of being taught by you, Mr. Pratt. Always, you've always managed to avoid me. I have. Yeah, I know. No, it's not. It, it wasn't. It wasn't planned that way. Just, just how it fell. <laughs> Tom, in your year, first year after after leaving Wellington, just. What would you say was your biggest your biggest challenge in that first year out? Obviously, you were already in that Surrey setup and everything. So, how did that happen, really? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, 
like like everything really it just does happen so quickly so i sort of left school and had my first full summer with surrey really so it was sort of you know i'd when I was at Wellington, we had obviously Wellington games. And I had school commitments and there was a bit of Surrey stuff in between. It was just a sort of a, a constant sort of, um, you know, conversations being had between Wellington and Surrey for what was right for Wellington, what was right for Surrey, what was right for me. And it was just to sort of take it take it as it came, really. Um, and obviously, after fi- finishing at Wellington, I had my first full summer with Surrey. So it was nice to just, you know, dive into that and get involved in my first proper year of professional cricket. Um, and yeah, I was just enjoy- enjoying the journey, really. Just you know, taking it all in and um, trying to break. Oh no, sorry, I played. I played. So yeah, I basically it was my first full year in the first team and trying to, um, well, take wickets in the championship. You know, do well in the fifty over stuff and just put performances in. I just I was you know a young kid that was playing at some of the best grounds in the world. It was just an amazing, amazing time, really. So it was just about taking that all in, improving as a player. Um, and learning um, so that was great and then obviously after that was then my first winter um, so then it's yeah it's it's sort of I mean the winters now have changed a bit but back then you know it was a bit of club cricket training a couple of times a week um, and it was just amazing it was a first real taste of international cricket and I yeah thoroughly enjoyed it. In your last year at school the discussions between Surrey and school and what's best for you and stuff that was probably quite hard what was the hardest bit about that? Yeah, well, to be honest, I mean, like I've touched on it earlier, Wellington and Surrey were, were unbelievable. I mean, Alex Stewart and everyone at Surrey were, were so, so good. They were, you know, honest. They were understanding. Wellington obviously had, you know, things that they ne- needed me for and Surrey wanted me, for, you know, for a few games here. But it was, I mean, Patty, you, you will remember those conversations, but the long and short of it, they were all done so well, weren't they? Yeah. Everyone... Um, yeah, the communication for me, it was never made hard for me, really. It was none of the decisions were ever really put on me. Um, not that I, think, I can remember. No, I was going to say, Tom, I think that's something that is, again, is sort of, I don't think we've ever really spoken a great deal about all, all of that kind of stuff. But I think it's that's quite cool hearing you say that, that we'd obviously sort of try and try and always put put you guys uh, and I'm looking on my screen at the moment to <laughs> you included in this Mac as well and, and every pupil at Wellington when there's those awkward sort of balances and it's tough isn't it where you know Tom you, you'd you'd really quickly moved into sort of that professional sporting world and and trying to sort of maintain a balance that meant that you were progressing um, in terms of your sporting career, but that we were still trying to sort of make sure from a, from a Wellington end that, you know, we were sort of developing you academically as a, as a sort of a rounded human being and all those kind of things that um, that you didn't feel that you were put in the middle of of those um, and, and like you say I think you know Surrey and, and particularly Alec um, Stewart sort of phenomenal in that process as well and, and Gareth Townsend someone else from the academy side um, you, people at Surrey sort of really supportive of that whole process. Yeah absolutely sorry actually yeah Gareth was unbelievable Gareth was obviously running the academy stuff where I was going there every Monday and Wednesday to go and um, do training sessions he was great he was he was really really good um, but yeah it was it was hard. that sort of you know you I wanted to be playing for you know those Surrey games as well so in the you know you're still at school but I've got an exam to study for so I couldn't <laughs> couldn't be nipping off <laughs> but it was yeah it was it was you guys made it really easy Prati so thank you for that 
Uh, well, I'm I'm pleased we did, and uh, I'm just uh, sort of conscious of time. We've, we've just just run over an hour there, and and sort of hopefully listeners will, when they listen back to this, will will find it in, interesting and insightful, and, and will have stuck with us. But just to, I guess to to look at sort of rounding things up. Um, I mean, Tom, if I if I said to you if you if you were to kind of reflect back on on your time um, as a sort of lower sick former and then an upper sick former, is is there any is there any sort of advice you'd you'd give of based on what you've gone through of sort of balancing um those the sporting commitments you had and then growing up as a as a young person the academic stuff as well um obviously sort of uh, the the norm for a wellington pupil is really balancing different areas of life that they're involved in is there anything kind of looking back on that now that you think really helped you do that yeah no well absolutely i mean you sort of said it there really nicely and if i had any uh, advice for you know someone like you mac you know you guys are you know young aspiring young professionals but at the same time you know learning your trade and academics and and whatnot i would i would honestly say just get involved and try and get involved in in all these different things because i think that's one thing i sort of fought quite a lot when i was at school as i was sort of so set on i knew what i was going to do i knew you know cricket was what i wanted to do so, you know, why should I be doing academics type thing, which I think I, was my mindset at times as a youngster, um, as a sort of a low six student. But um, I think that developed and especially now looking back, I can I can I mean, it's so easy for me to tell you this now because, you know, I've gone through it. But looking back, I was I'm so I'm so pleased that I did, like I touched on there earlier, stick with the academics and I got involved in a lot of stuff, you know, um, you know, different stuff at Wellington, which when you leave school, you actually look back on and miss, you know, that sort of thing. Um, because it is, it's truly, truly amazing. Like Prati, I mean, <clears throat> when you and I used to train there in the Olympic gym together, like, you know, to have those sort of like, you know, you got that, you got everything there for you take advantage of it, you know, get involved. Um, and, um, yeah, you, that'll no doubt stand you in good stead moving forward. Um, like it has done so many previous, uh, guys who are going to, continue to go through what you know i've gone through and what many more will after me cool thank you tom i think um we'll we'll sort of wrap up there i'm, I'm aware we've you've given an hour of your time which i, I think is is really good of you um no worries that's you, right you probably you've probably got a gym gym session gym session <laughs> to go to uh, but no, see, on, on a serious note, Tom. Obviously, thank thank you very much. I, I, I re, you know, we've we've spoken a bit before about this kind of stuff, and I think it's you know really insightful. And I think you've had a, a phenomenal, and I'm going to say, start to your career. And I and I sort of do hope hope that's the case. You know, sort of what what a way to start, kind of playing playing professional cricket while she was still finishing at school, having an Ashes debut um, away from home, down under as well, and. Um, and then being part of a, a World Cup, I, I'm I'm certain that sort of the you know the best in your career is is undoubtedly still to come. Um, so so thank thank you for your time today, Tom, and, and best of luck in in sort of whatever cricket holds in the next few months with with what's going on. But uh, yeah, best of luck. Oh, thanks. No, thank you. Thanks, Pratty, for those words. And yeah, thanks for having me. It's been really nice. It's actually brought back so many really cool memories. Actually, little things you know that you forget about school and. Um, and Wellington so yeah I'll be I'll be reminiscing this evening so thanks for having me guys thank you very much Tom <laughs> no worries cool. cheers DC all right cheers guys thank you bye-bye Mac just to sort of wrap things up there like I don't know if um I don't know if you if you've got any sort of 
key thoughts there from from chatting chatting to Tom and sort of his his time at Wellington, his his cricketing experience, kind of what what he's done since there. If there's anything anything that stood out for you there, yeah, I think it's just it highlights like those that put in the extra effort and the extra training sessions. Obviously, he was lucky enough to be given the opportunity, but going away Monday, Wednesday to Surrey and. He put in that extra bit of work, which ultimately will be one of the main contributors as to why he is where he is today, which is obviously at the very peak of elite level cricket and doing more and more things as years go by and hopefully more to come of that. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a it's probably a, a good life lesson, isn't it? In terms of, you know, he spoke about that, that World Cup sounded like it was quite an interesting process towards the end of um of lads running running back from the training ground to the hotel and things like that. Maybe maybe that's something we should start at the end of a end of a Wellington session. We'll get we'll get people running back to boarding houses just to put in those extra few yards. Down in the Robin Dyer Centre, run with your bag on your back. <laughs> it, it might make people think carefully about their choice of house, wouldn't it? We might see sort of oh, yeah. um, Beresford, Benson in future years might become more popular with cricketers just because of their location. Yeah, true. <laughs> Anyway, Matt, I think I think that's spot on, and, and maybe a good note. Good note to finish on. Um, thank you for your time as well, and I, you know, I hope you're you're managing okay in lockdown and, and staying safe and, and still getting some cricket in. And um, yeah, I'll uh, hopefully that the listeners will have found that an interesting conversation to 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 listen to. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well Cheers, sir. Well done, Matt. Stay safe. Thank you. Talking, feeling on a cloud, no.